When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Before we begin, I want to remind you that I have another show called Somewhere Sinister. You can watch it on YouTube or listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. More information is in the information below. Thanks. Montreal is the second most populated city in Canada. It's named after Mount Royal, a large rock hill that the city's built around. Montreal was the first Canadian city to host the Olympics in 1976 and it also hosted the World's Fair in 1967, which gave us the world's weirdest-looking apartment building, Habitat 67. Mark Le Pen had failed at numerous points in his life. He couldn't get into the military, he wasn't accepted into an engineering program, and though these failures were 100% his own fault, he blamed them on feminism. Then, he got back at them by killing a bunch of women. This is Monsters. Mark Lapin was actually born Gamil Garbi on October 26, 1964. 
His father, Rashid Garbi, had immigrated to Canada from Algeria and sold mutual funds. When Gamil's father met his mother, Monique Lapin, she was working as a nurse in Montreal. After they got married, she stopped working and took care of Gamil and his younger sister, Nadia. Rashid didn't believe that a woman was equal to a man and made that opinion well known within the family. Instead of Monique having her own job, something she was trained to do and successful at prior to her marriage, Rashid insisted she work as his assistant. Despite her having no secretarial skills, he expected perfection and would slap Monique if she made any mistake. Rashid also didn't allow Monique to show affection toward her children, claiming that it would spoil them. In 1971, Monique had had enough of her husband's abuse and filed for a legal separation. The testimony showed that Rashid was angry and physically abusive. It was revealed by witnesses that Gamil and Nadia would stay locked in a bedroom. In the room, they had a table, two chairs, and a little potty. The kids didn't even come out to use the bathroom. They were only able to come out when their father was away. Monique's sister said that the children always seemed to be scared of their father. She testified that, while she was over for dinner one evening, she witnessed Rashid throw a casserole outside. When Monique went outside to clean it up, he followed her out and smacked her into a stone wall multiple times in front of the kids. Monique was soon granted a separation as well as custody of the children. She would go on to fully divorce Rashid in 1976. Soon after the separation, Rashid disappeared from his children's lives. When Gamil was 14 years old, he changed his name to Mark Lapin. It's said that he was made fun of in junior high due to his ethnic name and that he had developed an intense hatred of his father. Despite these feelings, it seemed that he had already been indoctrinated to believing that women were inferior to men. After the separation, Rashid also only made two child support payments before stopping, so Monique went back to work as a nurse. This meant Mark and Nadia would spend the weeks living with other families. This kept Mark feeling isolated, and in high school he stuck to himself and got average grades. Mark's mother got him into the Big Brother program, and he started getting into photography and motorcycles. Monique said that he showed positive results, but after a few years, Mark's big brother was accused of molesting other children and he was removed from the program. Mark claimed that his big brother had never touched him, but he was no use. Everything that Mark enjoyed got taken away from him. As Mark got older, he became obsessed with war and horror movies. People said he showed a lot of interest in Adolf Hitler and World War II. He loved going out and playing paintball with other teens. For someone who was fairly introverted, people said that he really changed when he was out hunting down other people with his paintball gun. When he was 17 years old, he tried to join the Canadian Armed Forces, but claimed he was turned down due to his antisocial behavior. It was something he mentioned later in his suicide note. But the military would only say that he was assessed and deemed unsuitable for the job. They didn't elaborate on why that decision was made. After high school, Mark enrolled in a two-year program of pure sciences at a public French-language community college in Montreal. He also began working part-time at the same hospital where his mother was now the director of nursing. He would help serve food and perform janitorial duties. After a year in the sciences program, Mark quit and entered a three-year program in electronic technology. He didn't finish this program either, and despite his teachers saying he did a really good job in classes, he left without a diploma. 
1986, Mark moved out of his mother's house and got his own apartment. He applied to study engineering at L'Ecole Polytechnique de Montreal and was admitted on the condition that he complete two mandatory courses before he was able to begin the engineering program. He had still been working at the hospital but wasn't performing his duties well, causing him to be fired. The employer cited his poor performance and his insubordinate behavior with his supervisors. Mark was outraged by the dismissal, and this was about the time he started coming up with a plan to commit a murderous outrage and then take his own life. People who knew him said he became aggressive and unpredictable. He began talking more and more about his hatred of feminists and how he didn't like career-oriented women. He said that they only filled up positions that are meant for men. He believed that women should stay home and take care of their families. Barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, that's what some of these so-called men want to see. They call it traditional, but what it's really called is insecurity. Mark failed one of the mandatory courses he needed, so when he reapplied to the engineering program, he was denied. It had absolutely nothing to do with the penis between his legs. It was because he hadn't met the course prerequisites. Of course, to Mark, it was because there were too many women in the program. He complained to the admissions officer that women were dominating the job market, taking job opportunities away from men. But again, this had nothing to do with his denial of admissions to the school. He hadn't completed the prerequisites. Mark filed an application for a firearms acquisition certificate in August of 1989 and received a permit in October. On November 21, 1989, he purchased a Ruger Mini-14 semi-automatic rifle at a sporting goods store. Mark brought his mother a birthday present on December 2nd, though it wasn't for another few weeks. He also put a note and a couple of bags of belongings in his mother's home. She wouldn't find these things until much later. At the beginning of December, it was also noted that Mark had failed to pay his rent. On December 6, 1989, Lecole Polytechnic was at the end of a term and students were preparing for final exams. Jean-Francois Larravie, who went by Jeff, dropped his wife, Maurice, off at work in the finance department of the school. The lock on her car had been previously tampered with and he was giving her a ride until it was fixed. That afternoon, Mark was home writing letters. He had one overall suicide note not addressed to anyone specific, and then he had a few other letters written to some friends and family. Despite being a loner most of his life, he had developed a couple of close friends. He took the suicide note and stuck it in his pocket. We'll be right back. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so startups, upstarts, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com forward slash monsters, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com forward slash monsters right now. Shopify.com forward slash monsters. By 4 p.m., Mark was at Lecole Polytechnic, sitting in the registrar's office on the second floor. 
When asked if he needed help, he said he was just waiting. He had his rifle and a large quantity of extra ammunition in a green plastic bag. Employees later said he was sitting in a way that blocked the opening to the office and it made it harder for people to come in. They said they witnessed him rummage through his plastic bag multiple times. Mark left the registrar's office at about 4.45 and walked up to the third floor. He seemed to wander around for a while before going back down to the second floor. He entered the classroom for a mechanical engineering class at 5.10 p.m. Inside, a student was presenting their final project for the term and Mark pulled the rifle out of the bag. The students thought it was a joke at first, but then he fired a shot into the ceiling to show that he was serious. He yelled for everyone to stop what they were doing, and then he separated the nine female students from the class of about 60. He told the men to leave and the girls to stay. The male students proceeded to leave the classroom, some still thinking it must be some elaborate end-of-term prank. Some said they thought he must have been shooting blanks. Mark moved the nine women to the back of the room and asked them if they knew why they were there. One of the women asked, quote, Who are you? He told them that he was fighting against feminism. One student, Natalie Provost, explained, quote, We're not feminists. We're just women studying engineering. Mark didn't seem to care what they had to say. He began shooting them from left to right. He nearly emptied an entire magazine, firing 27 rounds into the nine women, killing six of them. Mark turned to leave, but then he stopped to write the word shit twice on one of the students' papers. Mark moved down the hall and shot three people, wounding them. Then he entered another classroom, targeting one woman in the back of the class, but as he squeezed the trigger, nothing happened. He quickly left the classroom and ducked into an emergency stairwell where he realized he was out of ammo. He reloaded the rifle and went back to the classroom, but the occupants had locked the door. He shot at the handle multiple times, but was unsuccessful at opening the door, so he moved on. He bumped into a woman coming up the stairs and shot her, but she managed to run away and survived. As Mark made his way into the financial services department, news of the shooting had spread and Maurice had just locked the door. This style of lock required the door to be opened in order to engage the lock, and as Maurice was pulling the door shut, Mark grabbed the handle and began trying to pull it open. Maurice struggled with the gunman and managed to get the door closed before he could get into the office. Unfortunately, the door had a narrow window on the side of it and Mark shot Maurice twice through the glass, killing her. She saved everyone inside that office, but paid with her life. Mark hurried down the stairs to the first floor and entered the cafeteria. There were about a hundred people in the cafeteria, and Mark easily located women to shoot. He killed one and injured another. Two women tried to hide in a storage room off the cafeteria, but Mark found them and killed them both. He saw two students, a man and a woman, hiding under a table and ordered them to come out. They obeyed his command, but he didn't shoot them. He just turned and left the cafeteria. He climbed back up to the third floor and shot three people, two men and one woman. In the classrooms on the third floor, people were unaware that the massacre was happening in the school. They were quietly sitting in the classroom listening to final presentations. Mark barged into the room and told all of the men to leave and immediately shot a student named Maurice LeClaire who was in front of the class giving a presentation. All of the students reacted by either hitting the floor or running for the door. Mark shot and killed two more women who were attempting to flee before turning his focus on the people who were on the floor, 
hiding under tables. He bent down and saw five students lying on the ground. He shot four of them, killing one and injuring the other three. One of the women had short hair and Mark ignored her, most likely believing she was a male. Mark was only interested in killing women that day, and though he did wound a few men, they were just collateral damage. Mark reloaded the rifle and walked around the room firing shots, but not hitting anyone else. When he was down to his last bullet, he stepped onto the stage where Maurice was lying, shot, and begging for help. He pulled out a hunting knife and stabbed her three times in the chest, killing her. Then he sat on the edge of the stage, set down the knife and a box of ammo. He took off his hat and his jacket, which he wrapped around the barrel of the rifle. He said, quote, Ah, shit, before putting the gun to his own head and pulling the trigger. 25-year-old Mark Lapin took his own life. It was 5.30 p.m., 20 minutes after he started his deadly rampage. 14 women were dead, and 14 men and women were injured. Ambulances arrived on the scene at 521, but weren't able to go inside before police cleared the area. Students were making their way outside into the snowy landscape, and people who were wounded were able to get first aid, but they informed the paramedics that there were more seriously injured people inside. Due to a string of misinformation and confusion, the police were ordered to wait outside until a tactical unit arrived on scene. At 5.36 p.m., the police were informed that the shooter had committed suicide and the police entered the building to confirm. Once they found Mark in classroom B311, the paramedics were cleared to enter the building. The Montreal Police Director of Public Relations, Pierre Leclerc, showed up on the scene and began surveying the damage. When he got to room B311 on the third floor, he saw the woman on the stage, dead. It was Maurice Leclerc, his daughter. Jeff Larravee arrived at the school to pick up his wife after work and was met with a scene of chaos. He tried to get inside the school, but the police wouldn't allow him. He began running from ambulance to ambulance, looking to see if Maurice was one of the wounded. He was unaware that his wife of only a few months was dead in the financial office. Authorities had to force the door open to check on her body and release the other people hiding in the office. When Mark's body was searched, they found a three-page handwritten note. It read, Forgive the mistakes. I had 15 minutes to write this. See also Annex. Please note that if I commit suicide today, 89-12-6, it is not for economic reasons, for I have waited until I exhausted all my financial means, even refusing jobs but for political reasons, because I have decided to send the feminists who have always ruined my life to their maker. For seven years, life has brought me no joy, and being totally blasé, I have decided to put an end to those viragos. I tried in my youth to enter the forces as an officer cadet, which would have allowed me possibly to get into the arsenal and proceed lordy in a raid. They refused me because a social... I therefore had to wait until this day to execute my plans. In between, I continued my studies in a haphazard way, for they never really interested me, knowing in advance my fate, which did not prevent me from obtaining very good marks, despite my theory of not handing in work and the lack of study before exams. Even if the mad killer epithet will be attributed to me by the media, I consider myself a rational erudite that only the arrival of the Grim Reaper has forced to take extreme acts. So why persevere to exist if it's only to please the government? 
being rather backward-looking by nature, except for science, the feminists have always enraged me. They want to keep the advantages of women, example, cheaper insurance, extended maternity leave preceded by a preventative leave, etc., while seizing for themselves those of men. Thus, it is obvious truth that if the Olympic Games removed the men-women distinction, there would be women only in the graceful events. So the feminists are not fighting to remove that barrier. They are so opportunistic, they neglect to profit from the knowledge accumulated by men through the ages. They always try to misrepresent them every time they can. Thus, the other day, I heard they were honoring the Canadian men and women who fought at the front line during the World Wars. How can you explain women were not authorized to go to the front line? Will we hear of Caesar's female legions and female galley slaves who of course took up 50% of the ranks of history, though they never existed? A real casus belli. Sorry for this too brief letter. Mark Lapin. In the letter, he refers to women as viragos, which is a derogatory term meaning a domineering, violent, or bad-tempered woman. He also mentions Lordy, who is Dennis Lordy, a former Canadian corporal who stormed the Parliament building in Quebec City and opened fire with several firearms, killing three government employees and wounding 13 others. He also refers to a casus belli, which is an act or situation provoking or justifying war. Along with the note was an annex, which was a list of 19 women that he had targeted to kill. None of the names on the list were of students at the school. All of the women he murdered there were random. The list consisted of women he believed were radical feminists and therefore deserved to die. At the end of the list, Mark wrote, quote, Nearly died today. The lack of time, because I started too late, has allowed these radical feminists to survive. He ended the statement by writing Alea Lacta Est, which is Latin for the die is cast. One of the women on the list was prominent Quebec journalist Francine Pelletier. She founded a feminist newspaper in the 1980s. His list also included a Quebec cabinet minister and six female police officers who angered Mark by playing on a work volleyball league. Despite Mark claiming his motivation was political, his note only expresses his own failures which seem to make feminism a scapegoat. At no point in Mark's life did feminism affect him negatively. All of his failures were due to his own actions or lack thereof. He was never denied access to the engineering program because there wasn't enough room, making him feel like the space was taken up by women. He was accepted to the program and simply had to complete two prerequisite classes, which he failed to do. His attack had a very lasting effect on the people who were involved. Many of the students and first responders were left with post-traumatic stress disorder. Some of the students had so much guilt that they didn't stop Mark that they would go on to commit suicide. Sardo Blay hanged himself eight months after the massacre. He left a note saying that he was torn apart by guilt that he didn't stop the gunman. Ten months later, his parents committed suicide together. Mark's sister, Nadia Garbi, died of a drug overdose in 1996. She was described as an outgoing and extroverted young woman who became haunted by her older brother's actions. The ripples of death continued long after the shooting. Mark Lapin refused to accept accountability for his own actions, and that led to a downward spiral of blame on others. He focused his rage on feminism despite it having nothing to do with his failures. 
Then he proved just how wrong he was by committing a hate crime as one of Canada's worst monsters. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Talk to your local shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. This website is set up so that at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught seeking help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Thanks so much for letting me tell you this story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, hit like, rate us, or leave us a comment. You can also check out our other show, Somewhere Sinister, on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out our new merch at Teespring. The link is in the description. Thanks again, and be safe. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So, what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So, even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Serta, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See CertaIreland.ie Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.